Welcome to the Positively You podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Larson, and I'm passionate about helping you shift the way you think so you can create a life you're absolutely obsessed with. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought that's going to help you feel more optimistic and equipped to take real action. Get ready to push past limiting beliefs, ditch that negativity, and start showing up as the best and most positive version of you. Girl, let's do this. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Positively You podcast. We are officially in 2022. Wow. What? Like... We're there. We're in 2022. It's a brand new year and I for one am so dang excited. I absolutely love a new year. It is one of my favorite times of the year. I don't know. I just love the fresh start. I love the setting of the goals. I love looking forward and just the new beginnings. It's been something I've always loved. So I hope you love it too. We've got so many awesome, good, amazing things coming to the podcast this year and like just so many good things. The podcast is just the tip of the iceberg of the things I'm working on this year, but all of you listening, you will be in the first to know about anything new that pops up and all of the happenings and offerings that we've got going on this year. So buckle up because 2022 is going to be an awesome, awesome year. And we are going to kick it off with a bang. Today's interview is so good. You guys, I recorded this back in December, like the week before Christmas, and I've really had to like restrain myself and not just release it to you on like a random Monday or Thursday or something. I loved this interview. I love this, I say interview, like it was like all professional and structured. They're conversations with people that I just admire and I love the the work that they're doing in the world and the goodness and the positivity and all of the just awesome vibes that these amazing people put out into the world. That's who I love interviewing and that's who I love sharing with you. People that can help you, you know, whatever you can take from their conversation or from their gifts or from their talents or the things that they're sharing and implement all or just little bits and pieces into your life to help you as you're creating a life that you love, a life that, as we say here, that you are completely obsessed with. And that is what today's episode can help you do. It is with my new friend, because everyone who comes on here is now officially my friend. Her name is Andrea Scherer. I found her via another podcast that I was listening to back in December, but she wrote a book that came out in November, so it's just pretty fresh still, called Wonder Seeker, 52 Ways to Wake Up Your Creativity and Find Your Joy. And let me tell you, I devoured the book in like less than two days. Absolutely loved it. I think that this is the perfect way to start out your year. Like the title mentions, it's 52 ways. The year has 52 weeks. So perfect way to start out your your new 2022. I am going to stop rambling and telling you all about it and just push play, get you right in. You can listen to it. I hope you love it. I don't even have to hope. I know you will. Here we go. Okay. I am so excited today for my guest. I have Andrea Cher on. I just, Andrea, I have to tell you, I 
had a project that I had to do last weekend, which was decluttering and completely reorganizing my kids' bedrooms. So as I was getting started, I said, you know, we're popping in the headphones. We're going to listen to a podcast. And I just kind of scrolled and I saw one pop up. It was not your podcast, but it was one that you were a guest on. I clicked play and I was completely immersed in it. Um, And then immediately downloaded your book. I think I got through your book in like two or three days. And I was like, I absolutely have to talk to Andrea. So thank you so much for making time for me today. I cannot wait to chat with you. Oh, thank you, Jesse. You know, that is just all of that is just music to my ears. I'm so glad you found me. I'm so glad that it resonates for you, this topic of wonder and the book and all of it. And I'm thrilled we made it happen so quickly. Yes, absolutely. So to give a little background, the book that you just wrote is called Wonder Seeker. Like I said, I devoured it. But to give our listeners who obviously don't know you yet, what is your background? Where do you kind of come from? Just a little bit about you and where you got led to wonder. Yeah. So um, I'm a California girl. I live in Berkeley, California, and um, I have been an artist and a life coach for a very long time, a coach for about 15 or 16 years and an artist for a working artist for about 25. And um, I guess, you know, this topic of wonder sort of found me finally, like I had been exploring creativity is like, okay, like what's my, like, what's my mission in life? Like, what's my message? You know, we're all as like creative entrepreneurs, we're trying to figure out like, what's my, what's my big message that I have for the world. And I don't know that I have a one big message for the world exactly, but you know, I am a really anxious creature that has always been trying to soothe my nervous system and stay in my skin and feel, just feel better in the world in general, feel, feel more calm, but also just feel like, like I can express myself and I can feel grounded and I can feel peaceful and all those things. And creativity has always been that way in for me. I started noticing like right around the time I was living in San Francisco and my anxiety started to kind of ramp up again. I noticed that if I just took even a simple walk around the neighborhood with my camera, everything felt better. It was like, oh, now I'm present. Now I'm here. Now I'm not in the chaotic swirl of my thoughts anymore, but I'm scanning for what's beautiful in my environment. And that medicine was so potent for me. And I love sharing it with other people in in lots of different ways. But I think one word to sort of land in and a doorway through which I could see like all of my work kind of um, reflected was this doorway of wonder. Yeah. Yes. And I love that so much because wonder is a word that I feel like I don't hear very often. You know, I hear creativity, I hear connection, I hear vulnerability, all of these kind of words that we've been leaning into in the last little while. And wonder is one that I haven't seen. It hasn't really been around. And so when I saw that come up, when I was searching for a podcast to listen to, I was like, oh, wonder, creativity, connection. And I clicked and just this idea of wonder and of awe and of, like you said, like taking more notice Mm. and having that calm your anxieties, like hi, all of us, I think are anxiety ridden creatures these days. It feels like we've just got so much going on. We've got so much outside stimulation and a lot of things you'll hear a lot of times, you know, is go outside, take a breath, get fresh air. But I love that you've taken that a step farther and really unlocked 
what it is about being outside that it's not just that, but taking that extra detail and that attention. And that was what I love. That first very part of your book um, is the wonder of nature. And I've always loved the sky. I've loved the sunsets. I mean, I'm the one that will pull over and take a picture of a sunset. I love and it, it, of course, never translates through, you know, an iPhone or whatever. But that was something that I love that I think a lot of us do, but really like leaning into more intentional noticing of that, that wonder that there is in nature. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's a mindfulness practice, right? So for those of us who have a hard time, maybe with seated meditation or something more traditional, um, this is another way to do that. Another way into presence is just like landing in your environment, especially if you're a really visual person, like I am. And like you say, like noticing the sky and pulling over and being like, wow, and having this moment of wonder, which is how I define it is it's like this moment where like time is sort of suspended for a moment and your heart opens and your breath kind of catches and you're like, wow. And all in that moment when you're saying, wow, you're feeling this beautiful connection to maybe nature, if it's happening in nature or to spirit, whatever that means to you or to other human beings or other creatures. And so it's like this gorgeous moment when all this stuff is happening, there's gratitude is kind of a side effect of that. And oh God, we all need more of that in our lives. Yes. Yes, we do. And as you're talking and explaining this, number one, you have such beautiful language. I just have to tell you Aww. when I was reading your book, you did. And like the word delicious kept coming up and I was like, oh. I love the way you just describe this. And you can tell that you're someone who's really leaned in and embraced this whole wonder and attention because just in reading your book and in listening to it and the words, I just feel like you said, connected. And I felt like this sense of like warmth and almost like euphoric, I don't know, like a euphoric feeling where everything just felt warmer and lighter. And Mm -hmm. like you said, I felt more grounded and present and mindfulness and meditation, I know can be one of those kind of, ah, I don't know how to do it. It seems intimidating, But if you can really break it down, I love how you've broken it down into just attention and shifting it into just wonder and being present and not making it this like really intimidating mindfulness meditation practice. Mm. Yes, I am intimidated by all of that stuff too. I'm like simultaneously fascinated by it and then feel like it's, it's, it's too lofty for me or it's too, um, there's, it's, it's too quiet or something. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm as a creative creature, I'm just like a lot more exuberant than, um, meditation seems to be. Um, so yeah, so I kind of crafted my own, I mean, I live in the Bay area where all these sort of meditative mindfulness, conscious living kind of practices often like originate. And so, um, I've been steeped in that world for a long time. And, um, I think the thing that resonated the most with me was, um, a teacher who's here in Berkeley, who um, he's not a meditation teacher, but he's written, he's a neuroscience scientist and he's written books, one called Buddha's brain and another um, hardwiring happiness. So he's sort of blending mindfulness and, and sort of happiness research together. 
And what he says is that we all have a negativity bias, which is to say our brains are designed. We've like, they've there, it's a holdover from a time when we were going to be eaten by tigers. We needed to scan for what was wrong in our environment. And the problem Mm -hmm. is we still do that. So what gets our attention is always what's wrong. And we're always scanning for like, okay, well, what haven't I done? And what isn't right? And there's not enough of this and I'm not enough and I should be doing more. It's like all of that, um, which I'm sure you can relate to. I think we all can. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right. And so what he says is like, we need to tip the scales neurologically and train our brains to also scan for what's right and for what's good and for what's working. And I realized that my little walks around the block with my camera were me practicing that every single day. I would take my camera out like, okay, what's beautiful? What's interesting? What have I never noticed before? It's like super simple. Didn't have to be the best photograph or anything. And it was just a place to put my attention. You had that, you just said that word attention, which is everything. And then the experiment became, okay, what if I consciously train my brain and put my attention on wonder as much as possible? Who am I on the other side of that experiment? What does my life look like then? Exactly. Well, and is that what you're kind of talking about in the book? You mentioned wonder spotting. And is that kind of that idea of uh, being on the lookout more often for wonder in your life? Yes. Yes, exactly. So there's wonder spotting in the book. There's also cloud spotting, which is a similar practice of notice if you're you're inclined toward the sky, like you are. Um, Yes, exactly. That's like my, my version of a noticing practice is is wonder spotting. Well, and as, as I was reading about wonder spotting and, you know, you've, you break it down into different things that you can do. I automatically thought of my kids when I take them on walks, I've got a 10 year old, an eight year old and a five year old. And by the end of a walk with my five-year-old, I have 15,000 rocks I'm carrying for him. Uh (laughs) But for him, I mean, he'll run up to me and it looks like the same old rock that I've seen 1500 times. But for him, it's the coolest rock and he's got Mm -hmm. a scratch in it and can tell me exactly why this one is more amazing than this one. Mm. And it's almost like that childlike wonder that we can tap into a little bit where it's like these mundane things that we see all the time. I mean, the path we're on is just littered with rocks, but he Mm. finds the ones that are magical and needs to bring them home and they need a spot in our house on the shelf. And, and I think if we can, you know, I get annoyed sometimes by it where I'm like, I don't want to carry 10 pounds of rocks on our walk, (laughs) but like how much more magical was his walk than mine? Mm. Oh, God, I love this story. Thank you for sharing that. And it's so true. Like I've been thinking about this, like, why is it easier for kids to experience wonder than adults? And why do we lose that sense of wonder? Why do we have to practice it now? Whereas kids, we, we didn't have to practice. We just had to be. Yeah. And yeah. And I think we do have to practice it because we think that we've seen it all. We think we know everything things don't surprise us. And a part of wonder is surprise. And so we have to, you know, I, I think I just aspire to be like one of those old women. That's just delighted by life. Just so delighted by everything. Like, can you imagine we're talking you're in Utah, I'm in Berkeley and we're talking and we get to be on this podcast. Isn't that amazing? Like, you know, that that is how I want to see the world is like, isn't it amazing? 
Oh, absolutely. And, you know, with that, if we just take a step back, um, that everything is absolutely amazing. There was a comedian I listened to one time where he said he was on an airplane and just had this moment of why are we all not freaking out? Like uh-huh. we're flying in the air. Right now. And <laughs> exactly. it was, you know, a real, a real funny comedy sketch, but I was like, but no, really like, and even widening that lens farther, we're on a rock in space that we're all living on. Right. And I mean, we can't, I, we maybe wouldn't get anything done if we just lived our entire life in this complete sense of awe and wonder, but, but how amazing and how much more full and just delightful you use that Mm. word does life become when we can really lean in and embrace this. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you're reminding me when you say that, you know, some people, it says something about who we are, like what our most potent memories of wonder are. So like, I have a friend who I think I mentioned her in the book, her dad, this is her, her first memory of wonder. Her dad took her on a camping trip. Um, they lived in Turkey and he somehow built uh, a kiln out of the, like the red clay where they were camping and they fired pottery right there at the campsite, like outside. And she ended up becoming an industrial designer which is so cool, right? Like that is something really about cool. that. Yeah. Something about that moment, like stuck with her and it was like magic. Like it was like alchemy for her. And then there's other people who they look at like the muscles in the body and they're like, oh my God, we have this intricate web of musculature and we have all these bones and like, like that's their thing. Like, that's not my thing, but like, I love thinking about where people find wonder and what that says about who they are and what they love. And I don't know, this is such a fun thing. Like I want to ask you right now, like what sparks wonder for you? Well, and I love that you mentioned that because it does, it makes it this, this really unique and individual kind of practice that we can have. Right. Because I had a brother growing up who wanted to know how everything worked. He would tear apart every single electronic and thought that it was the coolest thing in the world. Whereas I could not have been bothered. Right. 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 Yeah, absolutely not. Where, you know, I, I lean into that body and our, how our bodies are. I am into weightlifting and powerlifting and pushing my, my body to different limits and seeing what I can do and watching the Olympics and athletes and all of these things, like those kind of things of what humans are capable of and the science mm-hmm. of it and how we can like, it's amazing. But I think that that's really cool and a really awesome way to get to know other people by the things that light them up, that they're curious about. Right. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. yeah. See the, the, the body stuff. I just, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't need to know more <laughs> about the body and that on that level, but I love that you do. Yeah. So what is it that lights you up then? What are, what's something that is just your wonder thing? Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing that you can probably tell from the book is color. I am a color nerd. Like I could just stand in front of the paint chip aisle at Home Depot all day long and just be in a kind of wonder. Um, I love making things, you know, with color. Um, I had a jewelry business for about 15 years where I would put these bright, vintage glass and vintage lucite beads together in different ways. And the, the design of the necklace was the very same for 15 years. I just loved putting different colors together. Mm -hmm. So I think there's something, um, something of wonder in in that for me and, and in paint, um, 
you mentioned that word delicious. And I think I just wanted to eat all the paints. Like I see a color I like, and I just want to devour it. So yeah. I love that. I love that. And yeah, I just, what a cool way to get to know people too, and relate to them and have it, I don't know, come full circle a little bit with, with being able to release your own anxieties and be more mm. attentive and grounded and present, but also to have this as an, as a way to connect and be curious about other people, I think is a really cool aspect to this wonder. Mm, it's so true. It also really, you know, I was going to say it really contributes to our, our well being, our, our resilience, um, very much in the way that I was describing with the, the neuroscience of it. It's like, we need practices that land us in our bodies and in the moment and, you know, and know that like, okay, there's all the things we have to do and there's all the thoughts happening in our head. And then there's right here, right now. And everything is 99% of the time, everything is just fine right here in the moment. And I think that's, again, like what I was teaching myself, like it's safe to be here, safe to be in a body, safe to be on the planet and um, get myself out of that kind of vigilant fight or flight state that I was tending toward for so many years. Yes, absolutely. And I love having this, you know, I'm all about getting all of these different practices and all of these different tools that we can draw on in order to help us feel good in order to show up more intentional in order to build lives that we're absolutely obsessed with that we love that we get excited Mm -hmm. about waking up every single day and that's why I really love the book and I love the way that you broke it down into the 52 weeks 52 weeks of finding wonder and that that's a really good starting point for the you know as we're heading into a new year the beginning of the year and making this almost a really intentional practice of I want to have more good this year. I want Mm -hmm. to see more good, but I love, you know, there's so many, you have 52 ways in here and you know, you break it up. I love that you start with the obvious. Well, not maybe the obvious, but with nature Mm -hmm. about the things that a lot of us naturally gravitate to, and we can really see wonder there, but that we can take that upon ourselves and create wonder and create magic. I Mm -hmm. absolutely loved that call. Um, and that invitation to be able to create wonder in our lives mm. and in the lives of those around us. I thought that was a really, a really neat idea. Um, the one thing that I thought was so fun was the banana notes that you would talk uh-huh. about. <laughs> right. <laughs> Little banana love notes. Yes. And just, you know, as, as we lean in and become more intentional that we can be a source of wonder mm. and not just a viewer of it. Oh, I love that you're bringing this up. So there's like a few things I want to say about this. Yes. Like there's the kind of wonder that is waking up to what's already here, which is kind of what I was just been talking about, like the wonder spotting and scanning for what's good and getting present. So there's that. Then there's the kind of wonder that, that you're talking about now, which is like creating wonder for others or just creating magic and there's some prompts in there that are about that. Um, one of them, just is a good example, if you don't quite understand what I'm talking about. Um, years ago, I set up a wish tree in front of my house and it was really like a simple thing. Like my friend and I just went to the office supply store and we got some sh- shipping tags, like manila shipping tags with strings on the end. And we attached them to the tree with some Sharpies in there. And we just invited people to start making wishes. 
And within days, it was just dripping with wishes, which is so exciting and delightful. And it created this magic moment. Like everyone who stumbled upon the tree was like, what's this? I didn't expect this. Right. So, so that's another style. And then the the other one I want to say is like putting ourselves in the way of wonder. So maybe you haven't seen the sunset in a long time. And it just requires it like you drive up the hill or down the hill or whatever. And, but it's like consciously putting yourself in the way of wonder so that you are experiencing it more time, more, more of the time. And just having that intention, you use the word intention a few times. And I think that's really critical. It's like, if I have an intention to experience more wonder and joy, then maybe, you know, there's other actions that sort of follow from that intention. Yes. It reminds me of a phrase I hear often is what you focus on grows. Mm. And as we put our focus on wonder and wanting to notice these things that it will, it will become apparent how much more they are and they'll, they'll happen more and more. I have a friend who has a bowl on her mantle that is full of heart shaped rocks Mm. and it is a, it's a really big bowl at this point. And she added one the other day. And I thought to myself, I'm like, I don't know that I ever see heart-shaped rocks. Oh, that's because, impressive. She has but because that's them. her intention, you know, she, she is able to find them everywhere. And I think if I were to able to say, you know, I'm going to look for them, that I would find them, mm-hmm. but that it really is that attention that if we just open up and we want that to be our focus, that there is so much beauty, so much mm. just miraculous yes. things around us. It's so true. And it's, it's not about stepping over um, what's difficult. I actually, I'm a huge proponent and advocate for like really being with what's hard in an authentic way and letting yourself feel with, you know, compassion, um, all of the things that are coming up. So it's about like, broadening our scope of what we're willing to feel and not like numbing what's hard, which, which in turn means we're numbing what feels joyful. Also, we're just narrowing what we're willing to feel. And so part of this process is also making room for what's authentically showing up. If it's anger, if it's hurt, if it's loneliness, whatever it is, it's like learning how to be with that so that we're expanding ourselves. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, absolutely. And I love that because it's able to put you in the present moment, right? So that when you're in any present moment, you're able to go through those feelings and those emotions. It just helps make you a more resilient person is what I think you're getting at. Exactly. And when I think of your son again, I think like, oh yeah, he's seeing all the wonder that we're missing. And also probably when he has a hard emotion and he's having a hard moment and he cries or whatever, then it's over within like 60 seconds. And he's like, Oh, Hey mama, like, look what I found, you know? Right. Yes. Yeah. You're able to just kind of let the things come be with you and then let them go. Exactly. That's so beautiful. Well, I, like I said, I devoured the book. I have 
like dove in to all things, Andrea, Aww, <laughs> Thank and you. all of the things and just the, the beauty and the magic that you're putting out into the world. I'm just so grateful for people like you and for mm-hmm. leaning into the gifts that you have and, and not keeping them to yourself and putting them out there. So I want to, I will be linking to your book where people can find that. And I, I love that in the book, there is a PDF download that helps you to be able to put all of these things into practice. I think so many times we listen to, you know, self-help books or personal development things and they get done and we're like, great, perfect, back to regular life. And so the fact that you have paired that with something that we're actually able to take and take action on, I absolutely love. So I will be sharing all of that with my audience, with everyone listening today. And where else are you? Where do you hang out? What do you offer? if they're just obsessed with this wonder business, where can they find you? Thank you for all of that gushiness. It made me really happy. So (laughs) thank you. Um, My website is my name. So andreashear.com, S-C-H-E-R is my last name. And um, if you go to andreashear.com slash book, you can find places to buy the book, which is is really everywhere. But um, you can sign up for my read-along um, which has been really fun. So we're doing some of these prompts in community and I, you know, I'm reading some of the parts of the book and it's a really fun space. So I invite people into that as well. Oh, and, so fun. Um, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Thank you. You are so welcome. Everything is linked. Thank you again, Andrew, for making time for me today. I've loved this conversation. I'm so glad I got connected to you. My pleasure. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you guys, I loved this conversation so much. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. It was incredibly life-giving for me and I really cannot believe I held on to it and made it last this long before I got it to you. Everything we talked about is linked in the show notes and on my website, jessielarson.com. If you just click on podcast and find this episode, it's episode 71. Everything is linked there. You can go ahead and get her book anywhere books are sold. I got mine on Amazon. Listen to the Audible version, of course. That's how I do all of my books. But this is one I definitely want to go grab the actual paperback version of because it's a beautiful book and I just I just want it. It's one that I love. So go grab your copy today. Get looking outside of yourself. Start putting more wonder and more magic into your day. I love that this is going to be a huge focus for me this year, and I hope you were inspired to have it be a focus for you too. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Thank you for hanging out with me again today. I'm so glad you pressed play. If you want to take a quick second to share this episode with someone you think would love it too, that would be amazing. If you're loving the show, make sure you go and leave a review on iTunes. Reviews are like magic for podcasts, and your review will help get this show into the ears of more amazing women just like you. And come find me over on Instagram. I'm there at positively.jessie, and I cannot wait to hang out with you some more. So until next time, have an amazing week.